This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Web. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. <laughs> What's up, football fans? Welcome in to the NFL show, to be named later, live, not live, it's recorded, <laughs> recorded live. Live in stereo. Live in stereo in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri studios. TJ Weber, Zach Zook here with you for another great week of NFL action as we have the divisional round coming up for the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a fun one. Wild card week was pretty wild, was pretty wild. You had a lot of the low seeds go ahead and win. We expected a couple of them, Indy. Dominated against Houston as we expected. Tried to make a late night push, late night push, late push in that game for Houston. Didn't really happen though, and uh, Indy was victorious. That game to me said a lot about Indianapolis. This is going to be an interesting week in Kansas City. Yeah, it will be, especially with you know their their struggles. Of course, all the reporters coming out of the woodwork with you know trying to build the game up, and Kansas City hasn't won a playoff game for so long. Right. Choke, 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 choke. I, I don't buy it, but it, it I can't wait to watch the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, honestly, that game against Houston showed me a lot for what Andrew Luck's all about. You know, from T.Y. Hilton yeah. bringing in the clown mask after someone called him a clown, so he wears a clown mask into uh, pregame. I mean, they're having fun. They they know they're good, and uh, they're scary, man. They're a scary team. And I think Kansas City, if they don't watch out, Indy might be that team they look down to and comes in and whoops their ass. And by whoops their ass, I mean beat them by 10, which would be very shocking, but... Kansas City in this game, and we'll talk about it in a, in a minute, and we'll give you our picks as well. By the way, you can follow us at Balcony Brews Pod on Twitter. We are part of the Brews on the Balcony podcast family. You can also follow at Balcony Brews Pod on Instagram and Facebook as well. But if I'm talking about, you know, this game between Indianapolis and Kansas City, I think that it's going to be an offensive slugfest where Kansas City needs to score like 30-plus points to be comfortable in their win. I think they have a chance to win by 10 or more. If Indy will have Andrew Luck make some mistakes, because I think no matter what, it's going to be a high-scoring game, so take the over no matter what it is in this in this contest, in my opinion. But if they score less than 30 points, I think Indy could sneak away with a win. Yeah, they're going to have to put up points, and the saving grace for them is that they're going to be playing in their home stadium historically, you know, the loudest, whether you want to say it's them or Seattle, one of the louder stadiums in, in the National Football League, and you know... This fan base is starving for a playoff run. Yeah. And they finally have the team that it looks like is capable of doing it. They got the one seed. They have the young franchise quarterback. They got the Cheetah, Travis Kelsey. They have so many weapons, but they also have that that very bad defense. And you have Andrew Luck coming to town who has been putting up points like crazy as well. Uh, the over should be a pretty safe bet in this game. And and again, you know, like I, I think Kansas City should be able to, to, to hang on and win this thing, but, and, and even blow them out. But no, if if you said Andrew Luck wins this football game, if you say the Colts are in the AFC Championship, no one's going to be very surprised at all. Yeah, that's the thing because we we my dad has said that that's their his dark horse because of the way they've been playing the last few weeks before the playoffs started and the way they took down the Texans. I mean. You really can't say that they can't beat anybody in the NFL right now, the way they're playing. Yeah, they're rolling. Their defense is just crap, but so is Kansas City's. Yeah. I mean, and I say crap, like Texans could move the ball against them. They played well, but they're not consistent. They're not a consistent defense by any means. It's a it's matter of can these offenses keep up with each other. Last week, Seahawks and Cowboys, what a terrible beat 
for anybody that bet that game with the Cowboys. I mean, what you can't write it up more than just to get just railed on that oh, on that pick. Railed is a great great word for it. How do you two and a half points on the CBS Sports feed on in on that line, and then also in Vegas it was everywhere at two and a half. Me and you both had Cowboys. Both had the Cowboys. Seahawks scored late, and they would have gone for an extra point because they would have been down by three. And yet, in the end, Janikowski gets hurt, so he can't kick for the Seahawks. They do not have anybody else that can h- kick the damn ball, including the punter. What else is he doing during practice? Exactly. Punt, punt 50 balls, they go kick a couple field goals, because exactly. you never know. So they have nobody that can kick a field goal. They go for two. They screw me. They screw you. They screw everybody. I would have been 4-0 this week on our picks yeah. against this bread. I, I was so pissed when that happened because... Oh, God. And that really set the tone for the rest of the weekend then because my winning ended with with, with that two-point conversion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, that's exactly right. I was feeling great about the Colts game. I was like, okay, nailed that pick. I was a little bit less sure about the Cowboys, but I thought they would still win. Ended up being right about that pick. Didn't think the spread obviously was going to come into play. And then fucking Seabass, dude, just <laughs> ruined my entire night. I was out for a lovely Buffalo Wild Wings meal with Ooh. my beloved. Uh, we were eating some chili con queso mm. and some wings. And all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> Big old L. Yeah, they, they decide to go for two up, you know, down four. And then I go home a loser. Ruined everything. Go home bloated and just in a terrible mood. (laughs) (laughs) Bloated and pissed. Yeah. (laughs) After those fucking Seahawks. So, yeah, Seahawks uh, lose it 24-22, but do cover. Tough uh, tough game overall for everybody that did bet that with the Cowboys. Chargers took down the Ravens 23-17. My dad was shocked through that game. My dad's like, I can't believe the Ravens are playing down and they're playing awful. Lamar Jackson's shit. They almost put Flacco in. I, to- I said, I told you, man. Mm-hmm. I said, the Chargers are legit. And still, the Chargers almost gave it up. They still almost gave up the lead. They only won by six. They were up by plenty going in, uh, actually, at the middle part of that fourth quarter. And then the Ravens scored 14 points, only had 17 in the second half, zero in the first half. I mean, they didn't deserve to win that game, but they still almost had a chance. What did you see out of that game? I mean, I, I thought the Chargers were going to run away. They should have been up 28 nothing in the first half. They had four field goals. Four field goals in the first half. I mean, they should have been up 20 yeah. nothing. They kept moving the football, just couldn't get in the end zone. It was. I thought it was so interesting watching that game because it encapsulated both sides of, of the coin. Yeah. Because you had Big Webb and I in the Ravens camp. They have a great defense. You know, just can never trust the damn Chargers. The, the Ravens are at home, too. And then on your side of it, yeah, but they also have Lamar Jackson. Right. And, and both sides exactly. came into play. And like, it did. It, it, Lamar Jackson just could not move the ball. And it was what we were talking about, too. You know, we we all know, I think we all agreed on the panel that Lamar Jackson's not going to work long term. But I was betting on the fact of the defense. They had averaged over 200 rushing yards per game since he started taking over. I felt that it was going to work for another week, at least. Boy, was I wrong. There's I mean, a rookie they, quarterback they thing, man. I told you, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, he, he has looked like a veteran throughout most of his games and that's why he's been the starter. I mean, when Flacco came back, there was not even a conversation about putting Flacco back in the regular season when when Jackson took over. That's how good he was doing. Mm-hmm. But then once you see, 
you go into the playoffs, you now have something to play for. I mean, they they were still fighting at the end, you know, of the season, but they had a lot of that division, you know, kind of ready to go. I mean, they had to they needed the Steelers to kind of drop a little <laughs> bit and they needed some help from the Browns and and all that good stuff, but they're playing good football. They they're playing good football. So, I think with the pressure added to it, Lamar Jackson, rookie quarterback, I mean, the the chills that if you've ever had nerves, I mean, there there they are, you know. And you saw him play like he had the 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 most of his season in the fourth quarter, but it took way too long. You know, in the NFL, yeah. you can't take three quarters to go out and play the way you should play in the first quarter. Well, and I'd attribute it to, like, I wouldn't even, uh, I'm not even going to give Lamar Jackson any credit for their little comeback at the end because I think it's more of the Chargers just kind of changed their game plan up. They, based on the score, they started playing prevent and, you know, weren't blitzing him as heavily. And then they ran into a little trouble. Yeah. And almost got a little too conservative and blew it again. Classic Chargers. But they were able to hold on at the end. The The stat that just shocked me that I saw going around after the game, Lamar Jackson fumbled twice in that game. He came Three times, into, right? Three times? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Three times. He came into the game, however with 12 fumbles that's tied for the league lead he started seven games that's oh, God. that's insane well when you see him carry the football he he is a good athlete he does not look like an NFL quarterback like poise wise he he carries it like a loaf of bread you know he, he holds it out like Michael Vick used to do mm-hmm. Michael Vick I'll, I'll never see my dad yell at anybody else whenever they run the football than Michael Vick Vick would take it and like put it in his left or right hand, never tuck it, just kind of like hold it like from the top of the seams or whatever. Yeah. And Dad would sit there and just like scream at him. I was like, "You're gonna get a fumble, you jackass!" You know what I mean? <laughs> because like that, you know, when people carry the ball like that, mm-hmm. it takes one little tip, it takes one little tackle that you're not expecting. How many times in the NFL do you see a guy get chased down and he's like, "Oh my God, there's someone there I didn't yeah. even know," or "Holy shit, that guy's way faster than mm-hmm. I thought," and then they still have it tucked and still almost lose it. You're carrying it like that. You take one hit, and absolutely you're going to lose that football. And he does it in the pocket, too, which I know. is just a, an absolute cardinal sin. But, yeah, I think he, it bears out why Lamar Jackson just we, – we can try to pretend, as Ravens fans can pretend for as long as they want to, that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. He's not. He, no. he, can't, he can't throw the ball. No. It, and he's just, the he's run just and so raw. you got to tuck the football. you gotta, you got to protect it. You can't fumble mm-hmm. – Double digit times and and you've you started less than double digit games. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that until you know it started floating around on Twitter during the game. But it, he was he was up there tied for the lead with like guys like Derek Carr and I yeah. want to say Matthew Stafford was up there too. It's like they played the whole year. I this know. dude started half less than half the season. It's so bad. By the way, the way they carry the football, there's a reason that I think Kyler Murray is going to go play baseball instead of football because he got drafted by the Oakland A's, I believe. Yeah. He should be playing baseball because he carried the ball the exact same way I just said Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick do. And they hold it out and do this and do that. And I just, I hate, Johnny Manziel did that too. Yeah, he Johnny did. Manziel never talked to football and it just pissed me off, man. So I think Kyler Murray should go play, <laughs> go play baseball. He's too short and he carries the ball like, like that loaf of bread style. I hate that. See, I was, I thought the Kyler Murray thing was at least interesting. And then seeing him, because I've always thought the height thing is, it's, it's definitely real, but I, I've always thought it's a little overrated. Like, people go a little too overboard with it. Yeah. He he really is too short, though, I think. He, he like, is. He's not 5'11". He's not like... I mean, I, I think he's significantly shorter than Russell Wilson, even. Like, he had so many of his passes batted down oh, in that gosh. Bama game. And he's so quick, but, like, he should go play baseball. Yeah, I mean, He's a first-round pick. He's a top-ten pick. 
I mean, go play baseball. Make your mills, man. Yeah. I mean, like he's a great athlete. He's going to be a professional athlete somewhere. Yeah. But I don't think it's a football team. See, see I, I thought the only reason I thought maybe he'd choose football is because I thought there was a legitimate chance some desperate team out there would take a chance on him in the first round. I mean, like. Just for the hell of hindsight's it. Hindsight's 20-20, but if you were asking me even a year ago who's the better pro prospect, like I'd still probably take Kyler over Lamar Jackson. I don't like either of them, but if I had to take one, I'd take Kyler. Mm-hmm. And that being, and I know Lamar Jackson was pick 32, but I felt like maybe some team would take a chance on him in the first. And if you get drafted in the first, I, th- I say go play football. You we'll make see. more money. We'll see, man. I don't I, know. I don't think he will, though, now. Like, yeah, because of what you because mentioned. Because of the baseball. Just, and I think if he didn't have baseball, he would definitely try. And he would get drafted. And I'm just saying, I don't know if he'll... And I could be completely wrong. We just from his size, he looks very small, like like so significantly yeah. smaller than like even the smaller quarterbacks we talk about, like Drew Brees right. being short and stuff. And he also doesn't have the intangibles. Like he doesn't have like the NFL type of dropbacks. He doesn't really have the poise yet. Exactly. And I know it's he's young and stuff. And and I'm not trying to compare him to Drew Brees, but Brees's size was a factor. But he just poises himself so well. He right. knows how to throw over those those offensive linemen. I don't know if Murray does yet. No, yeah, I mean, and that's why I think you saw so many of his passes get bad down. I didn't watch a ton of Oklahoma. I watched maybe three or four of their games throughout the course of the year, and he was running around so much, and they were playing such inferior competition that it yeah. never really, really bore itself out until that Bama game. And I, I really changed my tune watching that game. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'd go play baseball now. Real quick uh, before we get back to because we're the pro football show, but how about the national championship? Clemson, holy awesome. shit, man! Yeah. I mean, no, no one's put a beating on Bama like that in a long time. Not in the Nick Saban era, as far as I can remember. No, I mean, Ohio State beat them pretty good that first playoff, but not even close to as bad. I feel like I don't remember the top final score. It's like in that Forty-four one. to like, was it ten or something like that? I mean, it was, Clemson just killed them. Oh my god, they look so good, man. Yeah, I mean, their quarterback. I don't remember his name. Trevor I did, Lawrence. I get to watch some of the game, but I, I don't know much about Lawrence because, like, again, because we work on Saturdays when we do college yeah. football ourselves. I don't get a chance to watch. But there was an article that someone put out saying that he could be the best NFL prospect ever. Ever. That, that. That's a big, that's big words right there. I heard I heard since Andrew Luck, all too. Like, that was one I, I feel like that's a little bit more realistic. And even that is just crazy because yeah. of how hyped Andrew Luck was coming out of college and then he delivered. But, yeah, I, I've been wanting to – I'm like – Want the Packers to just get in line for him? In two oh my years, God! But I don't. I don't think it's going to be and possible. He's got, that, he's got those locks, man. He's got those locks. Sunshine. That flowing locks. Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's just. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Plays in the southeast too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it kind of works out for him. Yeah, it does. I, but I will say, I mean, he's good. He should be a good NFL prospect. But best NFL prospect ever. Ah. Like, you put him over, like, Calvin Johnson, that dude, six five. You know, two hundred thirty pounds and just yeah. skies like. How do you mark him over a guy like that? You know, I I'm not saying that he can't be that good, but best ever. There's been a lot of good, well, a lot of good prospects. Anytime man. you say best ever, that's that's just. And Dominican Sue when he came ridiculous. out when he came out of college, like when the Lions got yeah. him, he was. How about even Saquon last year? Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I mean, I mean he was I'm still run. pissed at the Browns Quentin for not Nelson. taking him. I still can't believe the Browns didn't take him. I mean, I know you got Nick Chubb, so you just say whatever. But God, yeah, Saquon and Baker right now, the way Baker played this year, holy shit. That I mean, you take insane. Denzel Ward away, but still, man, your offense is just flying. Yeah. God, what could have been? Well, I guess the saving grace is for Browns fans that they did end up getting Nick Chubb, and he ends up he, and that's he's why, a beast. And that's why they don't talk about Saquon, it. He's not Saquon, but he's a beast. He's not Saquon, but they could have Saquon and Baker. Baker was not going to those other picks I've before ever, the fourth one. I've ever told the story about I was at Nick Chubb's like college debut. 
Were you really? Yeah, like so Todd Gurley tears the ACL oh, the game yeah. before Georgia played Mizzou when uh-huh. I was in school, obviously. And we're all thinking, like, sweet, like we got a chance to beat him now. Nick Chubb comes in the game, nobody's ever heard of him before. He's just the backup, right? Yeah. He's backup to Gurley's Todd backup, Gurley, no right. less. So he hardly ever plays. Right. Chubb comes in, he's got like two hundred yards and three three touchdowns a half. And then it was like twenty eight nothing. I was like, Jesus it's Christ. It's amazing, man. Well it's the same way like and we'll get back on pro football in a second. We apologize. We're just getting into a soapbox here. But it's a guy that took over for, for Saquon, too, as a stud. Sanders, I think his name is. Oh, he's he's awesome. Oh, my God. Like, you lose Saquon Barkley, like, once in a, in a generation-type talent yeah. and you're at the running back position at, at your university, and then you just add basically another guy. He yeah. probably won't be as good, but he's, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll be doing, you know, like a draft show. That Sanders kid's probably going in the first round. He'll be For sure. He'll be up there. It'd be fun to do a draft show. At least just break down, like, the first or second round and yeah. kind of go through that. We have a couple more NFL guys that, that uh, are listeners to the show that are really knowledgeable about the draft, so we, we awesome. can maybe bring them in. Hey, we got two more mics now. Yeah, we do. We got the full full studio setup. Full studio setup, ready to rock. Get some brewskis out here, and we'll just uh, talk yeah. about draft. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. I'd be down for that. I'd bring a case of whatever. I don't know. Whatever what we, it is. What do, you got, what do we drink here? on the? What's our, like the show's official beer? Uh, no free ads, but uh, I mean, Bud Light's always my, my top. That's my and go-to then, also. And then I had, I've had some yingling on the show lately because uh, my sister-in-law yeah. goes to Butler and they have yingling in Indianapolis, so she brought a bunch back for uh, for us. So Yeah, I had that. I went to New Year's Eve party with my parents and they were they were big into the yingling. Really? Big oh, into man, it. it's good. It's yeah. good. I hate to go against it, but I think it might be better than uh, Budweiser. I, I think so. I don't know. It's pretty good. Budweiser's <laughs> still up there. It's still it's still my boy. But uh, yeah. Bud Light, Bud Light's still my, my go-to, I got to say. Uh, your favorite beers, 314-877-8597. <laughs> Touching on all sorts of stuff. That's right, absolutely. Eagles at the Bears last week. Before we get into uh, this week, we're almost there, to the matchups. Eagles win 16-15. Cody Parkey, good to see you. Uh, <laughs> nails the first kick, and everybody knew they were going to ice the kicker. Cody even said that he expected it to be a practice kick. Nails it through. Second one, it hits the left post. The left post is just daggers in the hearts of Bears fans everywhere. And Cody Parkey leaves to a sea of boos. And uh felt bad for the guy because then you see after the game that a lot of us did not see. It did get partially blocked. The NFL then did actually rule it as not a missed field goal, but a blocked kick yeah. after the game was over. Regardless... What are your thoughts on Cody Parkey missing the field goal and the freaking Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles doing it again? No, I I can't believe they, that the Eagles were able to pull it out because and they didn't look that all that good. But I will give Nick Foles this this little compliment here: when they needed him the most, when they needed him to put a fucking game-winning drive together and go down the field and score. He did it, and he put him in position to win. And then his defense and the kickoff coverage basically blew it for him. They, like I, I'm sitting there just so mad at the Eagles because although I picked the Bears as a Packers fan, I want the Bears to fucking lose. Like, no, I yeah, hate, for I sure. Hate Chicago. Absolutely. Trubisky has punched me face. Like I don't like the guy <laughs> at all. And they made it so easy for him. Cohen basically returned it to midfield. One completion later, they're already in field goal range. It's oh like my God. Jesus, well, Philly. What is it though? They have no timeouts, and there's 15 seconds left. You kicked a field goal because it's, it's third down, and they threw that pass. Idiotic. How dumb was that? And, and you know what's crazy about that? He Mitch overthrew him, which maybe he was told to do that. But had they completed it, they weren't in the end zone. They would have tackled him at about the 8 or the 5 or whatever. 
there's no way you're getting another playoff. Like, the game's over. Well, then also, like, let's say you, you do complete a pass, and I don't know why it would be this short. It shouldn't be. But if they complete a short pass and they don't get the first down, you can't spike it either because it's fourth down. Yeah. So you literally have to <laughs> run the field goal unit out there or try to clock it in the end zone. Like, yeah. it's unreal how that, that naggy time management was going. We, we've been talking him up so much this season. And then he just does the horrible clock management mm-hmm. at the end of that game. I mean, it didn't show his true colors. I think he's a way better coach than he showed in that game. But you had your chances. I mean, I give it up to Foles. And, and to be honest, Foles to me, all my friends are giving me shit because I'm just saying like, oh, Foles, he's the man. And, and uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, look at his stat line, whatever. I'm like, dude, it's not about the stat line. If Nick Foles is in a quarterback, they win the game. Who yeah. gives a shit if he throws five interceptions, but he gets that one touchdown that wins? That's what he does. He wins. Mm-hmm. He's won four straight. He can't lose. Yeah. If they beat New Orleans this week, God forbid, in New Orleans, oh I'm God. all on. I'm all on the Foles train. Yeah, I'm gonna root for the Eagles the rest of the way through. Me too. And like I and I've been yeah one of the one one of the people in the Wentz camp. Like I still think that he's you know better. Shit, dude. They they be they win in New Orleans. Foles brings them the victory. God. Yeah. I th- How I can think you, you bench have, that guy? You have no next choice. Year. You, you no have choice. to trade him or start him. Yeah. Even if he beats New Orleans, I I, I said this about the Super Bowl. But even if this guy beats New Orleans this week, he has to be your starter next week, yeah. next year. He has to be your starter. I don't know how the hell Carson Wentz can possibly become the starting quarterback again when Nick Foles wins a Super Bowl and then beats two yeah. top NFC teams. And, and I don't row. think you'd get rid of Carson Wentz either. I oh, just think no. you start the season with Nick Foles maybe. And, see and where the magic ends. See, yeah, see how far he can take you. Because I think it's very clear at this point, at the very least, he has a better relationship with Alshon Jeffrey for sure. Mm-hmm. And he just connects and meshes with that team. And that offense seems to flow better under him, even though he has less skill at the position. There's something to be said for leadership. Absolutely. I, I think Foles, I think they're, we said this a lot, I think their road <laughs> will end this week. I st- I'm going to go and say it again. Yeah. It should have Me happened too. last week. The Bears just didn't play well, and that was in Chicago, which was that was the impressive part about it. I'm going to go ahead and say New Orleans, and we're going to get there, but uh, just a little preview for our picks. I think New Orleans will, will stop their run. But mark my words, if they go into New Orleans and beat the Saints outright to go to the NFC Championship for the second straight year, I am all in on the Nick Foles train. Getting a Foles jersey? I might get a Nick Foles jersey yeah. just to say I was part of history yeah. because this guy – Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So how disappointing for the Bears though. Awful. And that, I that's bad a bad Cody, loss. For I feel them. bad for Cody Parkey because I, I saw Barstool Carl and those guys like just <laughs> absolutely trash oh, him and Carl say, just gave it to him on that video. Carl, that yeah. Pe- pe- people were like bitching at him. Like, it's that's fine. And then what was funny is is some people like tagged him and then they go, <laughs> I can't believe like yeah, that the employer that of Barstool Carl would like allow this to happen and then Riggs from Barstool like tagged it and Dave Portnoy retweeted it. And, like <laughs> like that's Barstool, man. Like yeah. who cares? Like he didn't say that. Badish. I mean, he kind of did, but it's he Barstool. He said, fuck you, Cody Parkey. That was about as bad as it yeah, got. I but mean, if you listen to Barstool, that's that's just kind of that's just kind of the office. That's their, that's their stuff, so people yeah. need to relax. But, I mean, I feel bad for Cody Parkey because I know now it got blocked and everything. Plus, that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. I mean, I'm sorry. But... I feel bad for him as, like, just like a, like a human, you know? Yeah, like, having anybody could that. miss that kick. Like He'll always know. be remembered for that. Like, if they don't make the playoffs next three years, he'll always be remembered for Especially that. Especially you know Chicago saying? with their history of, attack, like, making scapegoats. Yeah. Like Steve Bartman. Yep. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's his fault though that they lost too. Like you have to draw the line. Like I feel bad for him as a human, as a player. Like 
No, dude, like, I'm not going to coddle you. You make millions of dollars to kick footballs th- between the uprights, and you didn't do your fucking job. Yeah. So, and, and I know it was tipped, but it's a 43-yard field goal. Kick it higher. Yeah, you that's know? it. That's the, game. that's the name of the game. That's the Dub- name of the game. Double doink for it's Chicago. The double doinker comes and strikes again. Uh, you hate to see it. So, yeah, it was a good week. Good wild card week uh, back and forth. I think uh, the only surprise was really Eagles. Over the Bears, I saw the Chargers winning. I saw the Cowboys winning. Colts we had winning. So yeah. not a lot of surprises, but uh, it was a fun week. And, and although me and Big Web missed the Baltimore game, we even both said Chargers are the better football team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so just, not, not a ton of surprises. You thought they'd play down, and, and then the, the Ravens yeah. would just take over, and their defense would stop them. And, and I was really impressed with the Chargers' defense. Yeah, for sure. And the Ravens kept them in the, the Ravens defense kept Baltimore in that game in the first yeah. half because it should have been they should have been out it should have been 21 zip at least yeah, in the first half with all those turnovers holding them to field goals it was oh, yeah, that was miraculous abs- absolutely 314-877-8597 your thoughts on wild card week and still give us your picks for the Super Bowl uh we are excited to you know see where that goes honestly a lot of good teams in this divisional round it's going to prove a lot uh, so let us know if you can send them in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let us know who your pick is, and again, don't cheat. If, if you send it like the day before the Super Bowl, like, well, well screw you. Like, you know, we don't we don't take that. We have timestamps on our stuff, so we know you you waited until the matchup <laughs> was actually there. So uh, anyway, and also you can follow us on social media at Balcony Bruce Pod everywhere. So let's get into this week divisional round, big time matchups. We'll start in Kansas City, number six Indy, number one Chiefs. Chiefs minus five and a half points Saturday, January 12, 335 p.m. Central Time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going with the Chiefs uh, to cover this spread. I think you and me had this conversation before the show. We were mentioning that uh, Kansas City is a team that is able to put up points unlike many other teams in the NFL. I would put them in the same category as the Saints and maybe the Rams if everybody's healthy. But pretty much the Saints and Chiefs are the two teams that I could see putting 40 every game because of their talent. With that being said, Indy's going to have to keep up with them somehow. They're going to have to do everything on the offensive end. I don't see this being a defensive game by any means where either team's going to have any chance to stop the other offense. It's going to be about each team making their opportunities count. It's going to be about each team taking care of the football. To me, being at home, it just gives Kansas City that little bit of an edge. I thought this game would have been 7.5, even though it's the playoffs. And we kind of mentioned that, how it could be a very high spread. If this is regular season, this could be 8.5 You know, by the end of the year still, even with the Colts playing as well as they were. Now that the Colts beat the Texans on the road, they proved a lot, so it's 5.5. I just think Kansas City's too strong. I think this is their year to at least make the AFC Championship. That's where I think their path's going to end. The Colts are a team that, honestly, as Zach said, would not surprise me. If they find a way to win because of how good Andrew Luck's been playing, I just think this is where their luck runs out. And literally, this is where luck <laughs> runs out. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs minus five and a half. Two strong, great offense at home. Playoff atmosphere. That place is going to be rocking. And I'm going to say uh, luck and the offense make just enough mistakes to uh, lose this game by seven. Uh, I agree with you. I obviously picked the Chiefs to win it all. So I'm going to roll with them here uh, over over the uh, Colts, including the spread. I think it's a very favorable spread if you're a Chiefs fan or if if you believe in that team because, we, like we said, we talked a little off the air. Like if this game was played in the regular season, same two teams, same rosters, even if the record were you know close, it, it you you'd bet Chiefs five and a half all day long. I yeah. feel like it would be you know closer to ten, and I feel like this line's gonna definitely move higher. 
uh, on the websites that do that. It's definitely going to move towards a two-possession game, I do believe. But for the Colts to win this football game, they're basically going to have to have their best offensive performance of the year, which they can certainly do, but they need to put up 30-plus if they want to be in contention to win because – Mahomes and Andy Reid, they've had two weeks to drop a bunch of fancy new plays and uh, scheme up the, this Colts defense. Obviously, they were doing their homework in this this past week. They had all their lower-level you know, quality assurance guys and scouts scouting the Texans and the Colts for the entire week. Now they're going to take full bore here scouting on on the Colts and the one thing I can say about the Chiefs defense although they're you know 32nd in the league is they do have impact players on the defensive side of the ball and they get big plays and if you can force turnovers force sacks get big plays at uh opportune times you can kind of overcome your your inability on that side of the ball a little bit and Chris Jones is absolutely a game wrecker back there they have some players in the secondary uh they're, they're going to need to show up, and I, I think they can make a couple big plays, and I think ultimately that's all they'll need to cover the spread. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I, we're just both agreeing, I mean, honestly. I mean, Kansas City just a stronger team. and I uh, love the Colts, but... No, they're a fun team to watch, and it's it's been a good run, and I think if it was anybody else, I think if it's, if it's the Patriots this week, I think I would take the Colts. Um, that's how good they're playing. So if that tells you anything, San Diego or not San Diego, uh, L.A. Chargers and Chiefs would have been very interesting matchup two with the divisional yeah. opponents. Uh, I think I would have taken the Colts over the Patriots to be honest, but didn't work out that way. So I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, Chiefs are just a better team. What really would have made this matchup, I think, a lot more intriguing is just if is if Indy had a, a little bit better defense, right? Because. The, we we mentioned it earlier. We kind of previewed it a little bit. And although the Chiefs have a bad defense, I mean, sort of the Colts. Like, they they haven't been all that great either. Now, they do have a, a first-team All-Pro rookie in, in the middle of that defense and Darius Leonard, but that's basically it. They mm-hmm. have a, they have a sneaky pass rush. You will notice that, I think, on Saturday. It, it's better. Although they don't have any marquee names on that side coming off the edge, their, their numbers are a little bit better than maybe you'd think. So... Ultimately, it's just a, it's a bad matchup for them. I agree with you. Uh, so we move on. So again, me and Zach both have Kansas City. Dad's going with Indy again. I, that doesn't shock me. That was his dark horse. That was his uh, kind of his upset pick. He's going to ride Indy all the way to the Super Bowl if he can. So there you go. KCKC for Zach and myself, and Indianapolis for Big Web. We move on to the other game on Saturday. Saturday night, seven fifteen p.m. Cowboys head out to the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus seven and a half points. Cowboys. With a win last week, um, you know, I think uh, the spread is is pretty favorable for the Rams in this one. I think they're going to roll the Cowboys. Um, I hate to say it, I, I know that they've been playing a lot better. They've been able to get a lot more production too from like Dak and from that offense. That's not just Zeke. You know, they've been able to find Cooper more. By the way, someone was talking about. I think it was my uncle told me. By the way, someone was talking about it on CBS Sports and said that you know, who made this playoffs so interesting is John Gruden. You know, yeah. John Gruden gives Khalil Mack to the Bears and it gives Mari Cooper to the Cowboys. Yeah. And I, at the time, those two teams were both in it. But uh, thank you, John Gruden, for the oh, I know. more interesting uh, playoffs. Yeah, I, I saw I saw something on social media, too. That's, it was right before the Bears game. They're like, so if the Bears just take care of business here, you were one game away from the two teams John Gruden traded the, his players to 
playing against each other in the NFC Championship How funny game. would that have been, man? I mean, both his picks are going to be so low that he <laughs> traded for. It's yikes. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Cowboys good win over the Seahawks. I kind of saw that happening, and, and the defense played well, but they were at home. That's a, diff- that's a different animal. They're a different animal at home. And now they head up to Los Angeles with Todd Gurley back. This is the Rams game to win. This is going to be a 10-point game. I don't see this even being close. This might be a lock if I, we still had locks in the playoffs. Give me the Rams. I don't see it being close at all. So I'm going to take the Rams too. I will in it, I'm, I'm taking the Rams to win the game. I beg your pardon. I think the Cowboys are going to cover the spread. Really? And I, I don't love the Cowboys. I think the Rams are the much better team. I of course I don't I don't like the Cowboys just kind of as a fan of the game. I hope they get rolled, but these playoff games are just harder and the Cowboys are built to keep games close. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll win. I don't think they have the leadership. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised even if it's 7 points. But the way they run the football and play defense and they can kind of just play keep away from you and they make just enough plays to keep themselves in it, even if they end up being down 10, 13 at the end of the game, I bet those assholes march down there and score a garbage time touchdown. That's kind of more what I'm betting on here. I just think because it's the playoffs, these games are harder. They're usually tighter. And the Rams are still seeking their first playoff win in the McVay era. So... They have to prove to you that they've done it before, right? I just think it's a safe pick spread-wise to go with the Cowboys with the with it being more than a possession. Uh, I do expect the Rams to win the game, though. So you're going to take Dallas to cover the spread. Dallas to cover the spread. Hmm. I would be very, very surprised if they win the game, though. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I do understand that. So that you think they could get a garbage touchdown or even just keep it's it close just to the end. It's just seven and a half's a lot. Man. I mean, we even a, saw it come into play with a two and a half point spread last Goff's week. been playing awful, too. I mean, he's has right. not been the right way for a while. So um, that could play into it. You know what I'm really interested to see aside from on the field? It's a Rams home game, but we know LA doesn't really have that home field advantage. Most mm-hmm. of these Rams and Chargers games are basically away games. It's been less so for the Rams because they just have the whole they have a better brand going right now with all the star-studded players the whole McVay thing has really captivated the city now that the Chargers haven't been good they're just they're not as big of a brand as the Rams are in LA right now they are hosting a game where America's team's coming to town I'm really interested to see how many Rams to Cal like what the ratio is going to yeah. be in that stadium it should be fun it'll be a good game and I think you're right about the fan base like it might be split to be honest <laughs> yeah. because of how many Dallas fans there are as you said America's team you know it's going to be it's going to be interesting uh so there you go so Zach has Dallas me and dad have the Los Angeles Rams minus seven and a half and move on to the AFC matchup on Sunday afternoon 12.05 p.m. Chargers heading out to the Patriots as New England is minus four and a half points hosting this divisional matchup you know how I mentioned that if Indy would have made it, they I would have taken Indy against the Patriots? It's also because I think Indy would have gotten more points, too. I think they would have gotten 7.5 in Foxborough. That's not a shot at the Chiefs. That's just you know kind of how the NFL works. And you know playing at Foxborough, even though it should be as tough playing in Kansas City, the NFL still, to me, it's Foxborough, and that's one of the probably top three places to play. Uh, you know, in, like I guess, being tough. Tough place to play for a lot of away teams. So... Um, with that being said, the Chargers going to the Patriots. Patriots minus four and a half. I'm going to take New England in this one. I just think, as we talked about, just with consistency in the playoffs, being able to, again, Brady being the ageless wonder he is, consistently find ways to win, no matter what the score is. He don't he don't care about stats. He don't care if he's the one doing it. They can let James White run for 100 if they want, or Sonny Michelle, or whoever else you have. And I think the defense will play good enough to get to Rivers a little bit, especially the way you saw Baltimore get to him late. I think that 
New England's going to bring pressure. I think the fans are going to be, you know, up and, and really just getting into the game. And I think this is where the Chargers fall. Four and a half, two seems like a low spread. I'm going to take the Patriots. I think they're back in the AFC Championship. Hot take, this might be the last time that they're there for a while. Yeah. That's my hot take. But I think this is the final big run that the, that the Patriots make. Give me the Pats, uh, minus four and a half against the Chargers. Tough pick all the way around. I do like uh, I do like the L.A. Chargers, but they showed me last week that, uh, you know, against the defense away from home, even though the Patriots don't have a good enough defense as good as the, as the Baltimore Ravens, they still don't really score that well. And they have to take a lot of field goals, and they give up late points. So I think Tom Brady will find a way to get it done. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom and the guys pull it out. Four and a half scared me a little, and I'm going with the Chargers. I think there's at least a 50-50 shot they pull it off. I think that they have the better roster, the better football team, and they have proven that they've been able to go on the road. Your stat last week, which I thought was awesome, going into the game was 7-1 and one on the road. They're now 8-1 and one on the road. Yes, they are. They are not bothered by heading to the East Coast as they have historically been in the past, you know, and they went into a really tough, tough Baltimore uh, stadium last week against a better defense, as you mentioned, and they were able to pull it off. Now, I could see this being a field goal game. That's ultimately the reason I go with the Chargers. Gun to my head, I'd probably lean Pats. I don't even know, though. Like, I, I, I I, it's basically a pick em to me. So the fact that the Pats are favored by more than a field goal leans me towards the Chargers. Also, too, I, I still I think the, the Chargers have a better team. The only reason I lean Patriots is because of the hoodie and Brady. Those are literally the only two factors and, of course, home field. But, I man, I'm telling you, I think that this may already be the end. I think you may have already seen their last great run in the playoffs. And... I know that they'll be well prepared. I know that they'll be they'll execute and they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. But I also think that the Chargers Phil is seasoned enough to know that. I think that the Chargers are going to come in with a really good game plan too. It's probably the game I'm most excited to watch. So the Chargers as Zach mentioned, I mentioned it last week. They're now 8 and 1 on the road this year. Beat Buffalo, lost to LA, beat Cleveland, beat Seattle, beat Oakland, beat Pittsburgh, beat Kansas City, beat Denver and beat uh oh my god, Baltimore this past week but all of those teams you know they all have in common they don't have Tom Brady so <laughs> that's that's where I'm taking that New England it's gonna be a fun game but yeah. man I you're going to the the lion pit in this one I mean right. you're going to the lion's den mm-hmm. Brady also knows his times his time's coming down so he wants to make one last run I still don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl but in this one, I don't know. Something tells me they get back. They just always find a way, man. Yeah, and the Chargers are still, too, like that classic underdog team that, you know, even though they beat the Ravens, noon start, like, can, can they win? You know, can yeah. they get over the hump? And it's, it's, I think it's still a fair question to ask. Like, I know you're kind of, we're kind of moving the goal. I'm kind of moving the goalposts on a little bit, but it's like, okay, sweet. You beat Lamar Jackson. Now go beat the go. Like <laughs> right. you have to go beat the the greatest dynasty maybe in the in the history of sports, not mm-hmm. even just football or the NFL. So the the task is huge. I do think the the Chargers have the pieces to do it. The question just is, can they pull it off? And that's the question. That is the main question. You and Dad believe that uh, they will pull it off. Both have the Los Angeles I Chargers. I think they'll they'll either win the game or I, I just. I think that they'll make it close. I, th- I think that it's going to be a really, really tight game down to the wire. It'll come down to a couple plays at the end. You want to put a little uh, friendly wager on that? You want to oh, do a money line? money line or the spread? I- I'll do either. I think they're going to cover the spread, too. I do. 
Yeah. But I'll, uh, put a, I'll, I'll put a little wager on it. What do you want to bet? A little, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something good. Something. Uh, I still owe you a milkshake. Well, I'll have to bring that in on, on you my double way down. You can double down on milkshakes maybe. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know. We we'll can raise the stakes that. a little bit. We'll raise the stakes a little bit. We'll think about that. Okay. Maybe 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 like a, a you know a six pack or something like that. There we go. That could be good. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. I have a couple brews. Well, that, that's uh, let's just go ahead and say six pack then. Of okay. your choice of beer. A Bud Light. A Bud Light. It's fine. <laughs> no free ads, but free ads. Uh, but yeah, I'll take New England. You take Chargers. Are we gonna do the spread or no? Yeah, we'll do the spread. Okay, do the spread. There you go. Six there pack go. on the line. Let's do it. Uh, so we move into the final game then. Eagles heading out to the Saints. Biggest spread of the weekend. Saints are minus eight and a half. Big whopping points. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. This is a game. This is the game to see if Nick Foles and this magic is real or not. I have not been a believer. But with Cody Parkey missing that field goal, it just felt right. The Eagles, something just feels right with the Eagles. And I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying something's there. So, with that being said, I think the Eagles are going to find a way to keep it close because they just do. Foles just does. There's a way that there's a big play here, a big turnover here that you see they seem like they're dead and they shouldn't come back and they're dead in the water, and then they make a resurgence. So regardless that they lose this game, Aiden has a lot of points to give the Eagles team. It's hard to kind of go back and forth against Drew Brees. To me, this is the toughest place to play in the NFL. And I'm going to go ahead and just because of the point spread, give it to Philly with the 8.5. I still believe New Orleans <laughs> will find a way to win. I said it last week against Chicago, with Chicago, too. But I still believe New Orleans is way too tough for Philly, and the Saints will win probably by a field goal. That's what I'm going to say. Maybe even a touchdown, but it still won't cover. Eight and a half is too much. Give me the Eagles to cover, Saints to win. Yeah, it's again, it goes back to what was it, the Rams-Cowboys game. Like, you don't have a whole lot of doubt over who the better team is. I mean, it's it's fairly easy pick wise Okay, Rams-Saints. But... You give eight and a half again to a team that had just walked into Soldier Field and won, regardless of how they did it. They won with a backup quarterback and Nick Foles. Eight and a half is a lot of points. A lot of points. So as nervous as it makes me, I'm kind of the same way you felt with the Rams in that game. That's kind of how I feel about about the Saints. I could see this being kind of the blowout of the weekend. And yeah, I don't feel great about it either way, but... I think the Saints will get it back on track again. They've had two weeks to prepare for this, and Philly is so beat up in the secondary, and the Bears are a team that, with their quarterback situation, their weapons out on the edge, weren't really able to exploit that like some other teams have Mm -hmm. over the course of the regular season. That's what put them in jeopardy of making the playoffs to begin with. I think the Saints are just going to torture them out on the edge in this game. Mm You, you pass well enough to set up the run. Then you throw in Kamara and Ingram. I feel like it's just a nightmarish scenario for Philly's defense. I don't even know if it, it's really even about Foles as much as it is. I just don't see the defense being able to stop them whatsoever. So there you go. So you're taking New Orleans then? I'll take New Orleans. I, I This is a game sneaky. I'd, I'd maybe think about betting the over. I don't know what it is. but Interesting. All right, so there you go. That's the picks. Dad also goes with New Orleans, and I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. And look at this. Me and Zach have only one of the same pick. Is that right? One of the same pick. Kansas K- City. KC. I got the Rams. You got Dallas. Wow. I got New England. You got the Chargers. I got Philly. You got New Orleans. Oh, baby. And I picked I picked a couple of your teams, too. Like, I picked the Chargers. Yeah, you did. That's, Which was my team against anybody except New England. That makes kind of me a little nervous because you've had such a good feeling. Like, you just had a good feel for the Chargers all year long. Like, you picked them last week. Now you're off of them this week. Because they got me feel to me. Like they the Pats are going to win. They should have blown them out. I mean, like, I still, they still won, and I still look like a genius, but they, they almost <laughs> gave it up. They almost lost. They did. That's the thing. 
if you have chances against New England, you better score because yeah. they're coming right back down down the field. So I don't know. I just I got a feeling about the Patriots. <sighs> so there you go. It should be fun. Those are our <laughs> picks for the divisional round week. Before we go into uh, Big Web's slam dunk pick and parlay of the week, let's go ahead and I forgot to uh, give the standings currently. Oh, yeah. So Not we're that, still... that matters for me. I'm so far down. <laughs> we're still going for the NFL uh, jersey. So currently in our panel, I had three last week. Big Web had three. Zach had one. Don't We won't talk about it. Uh, I have 133 for the season. Zach has 121. Big Web has 122. Current leader of the entire pick on Blake Stump, 139. In second place, Tammy Ressler, four back. She's at 135. Mark Hessler is in third, one back of Tammy at one, excuse me, 134. I'm fourth at 133. And Matt Jamison is fifth with 130. So Blake Stumpf, I tell you what, you need a big time movement this week. I mean, you need him to lose like three. And then you need to win four to like make yeah. a big move because he's starting to pull away in this thing. It is, and you're running out of games too. Yeah, this is the weekend. Like, this has to be it, it. I mean, what even mathematically, you have to get it within three to even have a chance. It has to be because yeah. it has to. Then you have to only have two more games in the championship rounds, and then you have the Super Bowl. That's right. it. So yeah. So Blake, uh, congrats so far on your great season. Keep it up. But uh, Tammy, Mark, myself, and Matt Jamison, we got some work to do coming up. Blake's uh, been up there all year long, he's man. He's been up there all year long. I believe the only ones that are still mathematically uh, available, Tammy and Mark. I may have a chance, but Blake really needs to shit the bed. Like, he basically would have to get every pick wrong. Basically zero, and I have yeah. to hit four. So it's going to be tough. I don't uh-huh. know, but we'll see what happens. But regardless, uh, we're giving up that NFL jersey very quickly, so we'll make sure that uh, we get that on social media so you can see who won. But uh, Blake Stump in a good position to win it. I'm try- I don't, I don't Might remember. Might need to start thinking about who he wants to. I think he's a Titans fan, but I don't know. He's That's also rough. not really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to want that or just uh, another a know, random superstar jersey or yeah. what the case may be. So Maybe. I, I wouldn't get a Mariota jersey. Oh, hell no. He's going to be gone quicker than yeah. you think. Uh, all right. So let's move on to Big Web's bets. So the Big Web. Uh, slam dunk pick of the week last week. He hit with Indy plus two and a half. He did not hit on the parlays, however. He had the four-way parley. Indy, Seattle, Baltimore lost, Chicago lost. Even if you buy down a two and a half, didn't matter. So he loses the parlays, but knocked down his slam dunk pick. So he's one and zero oh in the slam dunk picks. So this week, he's going to keep it going with the LA Chargers. He going, he's going against the Patriots. He's going against Belichick. He has the Los Angeles Chargers in this game to go ahead and cover the spread. Um, I like the pick. I I, I, I don't like it personally because I don't think it's going to cover, but I like where his head's at. I think this is a close game, and you got one of the best offenses, you know, getting four and a half. You know, it's it's a big-time spread for the Chargers here, especially after a big win against the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, four and a half, that's what Big Web's going for for his uh, best bet. Uh, hey, I agree with it. It's I, not bad. I, I went with him. Not bad, not bad. Six-point teaser now. So a teaser, if anybody doesn't know, is a parlay, but you get to add points to all of your picks. So let's say that the Chargers, in this case, are plus 4.5. You add 6, now they're plus 10.5. Obviously, your odds go way down. You know, you don't win as much money as you would have in a regular parlay, but that's what a teaser is. So he's going Chargers with a six-point teaser, so they're going to get 10.5. New Orleans also included. It's like you got to package all these four teams together, same as a parlay. New Orleans... Is losing eight and a half, so they'll only be losing two and a half. Kansas City is losing five and a half. They're only going to lose a half point. No, no, they're going to be gaining a half point. That's what's going to happen. So they'll be minus. They're going to be minus half. No, they're going to be plus a half point. 
Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because they're minus five and a half. If, if you're going CBS spread-wise, they're minus five and a half, so you add six, it'd be plus a half point. Gotcha. So then the last one you have is the Rams, who will be minus seven and a half on the regular spread, so they'll be minus one and a half on the teasers. So there you go. So a little interesting. Kind of messes with the spreads a little bit, but uh, Big Web likes the uh, four-team, six-point teaser. And then a two-way parlay between the Los Angeles Chargers, who are getting four and a half, and the New Orleans Saints, who are minus eight and a half. So he likes the Saints in the, in the teaser. And, well, the teaser I get. The parlay, though. That's man, risky. Eight and a half is a big number. Eight and a half is a big number. Then you're also picking a dog. I know. You're picking. That, that's, the, that's the thing. He hits on that. I'll be impressed. <laughs> well, I, I, the one thing about his teaser, since it's overtime and you're not going to have a tie, obviously, mm-hmm. couldn't you, in theory, just go minus KC a half point? Um. And like it's not gonna make a difference, but it'll make his odds slightly better. It doesn't, but the thing is, when you have like more than a couple teams in a teaser, or like more than just if you if you just tease just Kansas matter. City, then yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Like yeah. you might as well just take away a point and get better odds. But a lot of times, you know, if you do, you're giving all these teams six, so you can't like take one point away from each. Like oh. you can sometimes buy points, but like I know on certain I websites. You you can't buy like points on each game. Like you can't do that much. You right. can only buy a certain amount of points on you certain have to games. Tease and, it for everyone, right? So it's and then it takes the odds down. If you tease them all together, it's like basically a parlay teased instead of a straight bet teased. Mm-hmm. You can win more money off it. Okay, so that's kind of how that, that makes sense. That's kind of where he's going with it. All right, it. I understand it now. I didn't know that you had to bet. I I didn't know that what the rules were with that because so if it, it's a pick 'em either way, you'd rather just right. save points. So but. he's he's basically just taking. It's just a pick em. Like Kansas City just to win. I mean, that's yeah. all that means. Because like you said, plus or minus half point doesn't matter. you right. got to win the football game. Okay, so. I understand it now. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So it should be a fun one. Unless they tie. <laughs> Unless it's regular <laughs> season, they tie. But it doesn't <laughs> matter in the situation. Uh, but one more time, best bet. Chargers plus four and a half for Big Webb. He's got a six-point four-way teaser. Chargers, Saints, Kansas City, Rams. And a two-way parlay with the Los Angeles Chargers plus four and a half. And the New Orleans Saints, minus 8.5, according to CBSSports.com. That's where we get all of our lines. And that'll do it for this week of the NFL show to be named later. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Zach, final thoughts before we get into the divisional round. Can't wait to watch it. I mean, we kind of saved all of our excitement, I feel like, for that last game. Really, the last kick. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the games weren't all that interesting to watch. Like, the Ravens got just drubbed. And, you know, the Texans got killed, too. And the Cowboys felt like they were in control most of the time. But I think these games are going to be just awesome television. So fun to watch. It's going to be a great time. Again, guys, follow us on social media at Balcony Bruce Pond. We are a uh, brother partnership, brother podcast. That's what we call it. we got to get a network name, right? we got to get a network name for sure. We're not not technically Bruce. Like, that's you and Nick. Right. But this then, is like an affiliation, correct. but it's not. Which the, the network is coming. It's just yeah. a matter of what we're going to name it. Uh, me and Nick did start an LLC, so it might be under that. Maybe we'll just call it uh, Weber Yale Media, and then that's then we'll just have podcasts under Love that. It. But we'll see. Regardless, we're still with Brews at the moment. But, yes, Zach is right. The NFL show to be named later, which we I hope maybe we'll still name. I don't know. It's been <laughs> kind of catching on without a name, so we'll figure yeah, it out. But uh, we will have uh, we'll have our own network here in the matter of, you know, Hopefully a couple months. We'll figure it out from there. So, again, guys, but uh, follow us on social media, and uh, we'll let you know where you can follow the new social media accounts when we do get our own for the NFL show. You can always call in 314-877-8597 and leave your voicemails about the NFL playoffs. Thank you guys for listening. For Zach, for Big Web, I'm TJ. We'll see you next week. Good luck in the divisional round.